Welcome to the Jewelry Navigator podcast, an on-the-go source for unique jewelry and arriving trends to stay ahead of the fashion curve. You'll hear what inspires the jewelers and designers I feature to create outside the jewelry box. As a graduate gemologist and your host, I'll guide you with insider tips on how to shop for, design, and care for your jewelry with confidence. To keep updated on weekly jewelry discoveries, subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator passport at jewelrynavigator.com. You can find show notes and weekly features here as well, and find daily departures for jewelry inspiration on Instagram and Facebook at Jewelry Navigator. Thank you so much for joining me and enjoy the episode. Hey there, welcome. This is episode number 18 of the Jewelry Navigator podcast. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for stopping into the boarding lounge. This is where I tell stories of jewelers and jewelry and share helpful tips where you can find unique jewelry and also how you can care for the jewelry you already have. So today we're in the middle of summer. It's almost the end of July and actually tomorrow is my birthday and today after I record this we're going to be heading to DC to visit the Smithsonian Museums and the one that is my favorite, I'm sure you can't even imagine which one it is, it's the Museum of Natural History where they have the Hope Diamond and Oh my gosh, rooms filled with raw gemstone, well, no, raw gem minerals and crystals, and then some are faceted and such. So I can't wait to share that visit with you. I'll be taking lots of pictures and loading those up on my Instagram feed today. So anyway, today I'm going to be sharing some jewelry and designers that I discovered through the Jewelers of America show in New York last week in um, in the Javits Center. And besides sharing more of these amazing jewelry designers with jewelry made in, in America in the United States, I thought I'd also take time to catch up and share some shopping and sale opportunities, which I'll share in a few minutes. But first, I want to get to what I've discovered. Summer is so much fun for traveling, and like I said, today we're going to be heading into D.C., and I can't wait to share that with you, but for the month of July, I've been featuring jewelers and designers of America to celebrate the 4th of July and such, and starting with Hugo Cole a couple episodes back, he is the jeweler in Harrisonburg, Virginia, who creates from original antique tools and hubs that he uses just like they did back in the 1800s to recreate this jewelry. It looks exactly like it was made back then. Beautiful jewelry. If you haven't had a chance to listen, it's a really intriguing story. He tells so much more than just about how the jewelry is made. It goes back into history. Really fascinating and beautiful jewelry. So take a look at that. And then I also... A lot of his jewelry is accented with ornamentation that held secret messages for the recipients 
from cigar band style rings to signet style rings and to the delicately engraved gold wedding bands. Like I said, if you missed that episode, it's actually episode number 16 and it's called America's Vintage Jewelry Legacy with Hugo Cole of Hugo Cole Jewelry. Then in episode 17, I featured Kiara Bonner of Wade and Willow Handforged Jewelry, the elect eclectic story and designs of Wade and Willow Handforged Jewelry with Kiara Bonner. So that's the name of that episode if you want to go back and hear that. But Kiara is a lovely and talented young woman who sources many of the stones she sets in her jewelry with her husband and often includes their young son on their gem hunt excursions in the California desert out near where she lives. I was so mesmerized by both of their stories, and if you still have some summer travels and have some time to listen, make sure you download those episodes that you've missed so you can catch up. So anyway, wrapping up July's podcasts, we continue with American-made jewelry. I have some new designers to share with you that I met at the Jewelers of America Jewelry Trade Show in New York last week, and I was so excited to meet several of the people that I follow on Instagram, most of whom are designers, and there's one very special gemologist that I've really been looking forward to meeting who I'll tell you more about in a few minutes. So I attended the show with one of my favorite people in the whole world, and she's actually probably my best friend. Her name is Angelica. We worked together in Virginia for a small indie store and became very close friends. I don't have any sisters, so she's really like my sister. She's passionate about serving shoppers and their jewelry visions and needs, and she's got excellent jewelry intuition and can move a job along quickly by interpreting a client's needs and design ideas to the finished jewelry joy, and they walking out with something that they'll enjoy for years and probably hand down in their families. She'll be taking over the jeweler's bench in Hershey, Pennsylvania, after the first of the year. So I'm really excited for her. And this was a great opportunity for her to shop and get to meet some vendors that she may not know and get some ideas of who she might want to add to what they already have. They do a lot of custom work and I featured them in one of the last few episodes about um, some of the custom jewelry that they make. But I was so excited to get to be with her at the show as I was getting to meet the designers and see their jewelry. Okay, so let's get on to what we discovered together. I especially enjoyed meeting the jewelers and the designers in the new designer gallery, hearing their stories and what inspires them to create their jewelry. I think we're all still trying to figure things out because we're really navigating a unique business arena and time, one that changes in months, sometimes weeks rather than years with all of the social media That's really become the main form of advertising and how to control that and how to direct it is becoming, um, it's challenging, but really exciting. But what's really exciting is to see the opportunities evolving and growing from the mechanisms of online reach that not only forms friendships, but connections so we can champion for each other. And that's what I've been finding to be true with this podcast and getting to meet and learn about all of these really wonderful designers that I've been getting to know. 
but most of the designers I met are women, yet many of them didn't start in the jewelry business, which makes their jewelry and their stories even more intriguing and endearing. I'll share a few of their stories today and in the coming weeks, but I hope to have more in-depth features with some of them. So anyway, I flew to Harrisburg Saturday so I could take the train to New York with Angelica on Sunday with uh, filled travel mugs of coffee on the go. We were ready. We sat in our seats and enjoyed the ride to New York and looked all through our trade magazines and made sure to go through the list of exhibitors, especially in the new designer gallery. When we got there, we went straight to the New Designer Gallery, which is a special but very selective section of brand new designers that they choose to exhibit, and there's usually about 10 of them. The first one that I came across that I recognized and I was super excited because her jewelry is so recognizable because of her signature explosion motif. It seriously looks like a little miniature explosion with a gemstone in the middle of it. Emily Coven is the designer of Emily Coven Jewelry, and she was the first designer that I came across in the New Designer Gallery at the JA Show in New York. I've been following Emily for several months now and always love seeing her joyful gem explosions suspended from necklaces, earrings, and statement rings. As I visited with her, she shared her formal education and former career as in was in marketing and journalism. She picked up jewelry design in high school and transitioned from her former career to pursue and grow her jewelry business full-time. She's based in New Hampshire and all of her jewelry is made in the U.S. Like I said, her signature star explosion motif is part of her Stella line and almost looks like a comic book emotion explosion, you know, like those kapow um, explosions on the comic books, but hers are either freeform shapes to create earrings and necklaces or they're hand engraved on cuff bracelets. She also creates elegant but simple forms using three bezel set stones to form a little single triangle that is either by itself or paired up with a trillion cut colored gemstone. Just really beautiful classic type jewelry. You can find her jewelry at emilycoven.com as Emily Coven Jewelry Designs as well as in several specialty and jewelry boutiques in the Boston and New England area, which are listed on her website. I really enjoyed hearing the designers tell their stories, and as we strolled down the aisle of New Designer Gallery, we were drawn to the booth where Danielle of Merzada Jewelry warmly welcomed us to visit her and her jewelry. Bold but elegant, Merzada Jewelry is designed and inspired by textures and forms from nature. Cast directly from organic and botanical originals, each piece I wore and examined was comfortable with its own unique features, and the price points are really wallet-friendly. Danielle and her husband Chris met while on a construction project in the Grenadines. While in the tropical location, they'd collect trinkets of nature while on walks on the beach, like a piece of sea fan coral, shells, and random little teeny pine cones. 
After returning to the States, their relationship continued and they married and had their first child. In between starting their family and their continued design work, they discovered means of jewelry fabrication to translate patterns of nature into the jewelry, many taken from the items that they originally found in Grenadine together. The couple creates and manufactures Mirzada jewelry from their home studio in New Jersey. I love rings, and she and Chris have created a selection of beautiful designs, some with stones like trapeze emeralds and a star sapphire, others with open designs from the patterns of the textures that they were formed from. One of my favorite rings is created from small teeny pine cones that interlock and spin together. You can see a video of this ring and how it works on my Instagram feed. Imperfect Grace is a line of colorful jewelry designed with a geometric flair with an endearing history and is named for the confidence we grow into as we come into our own adulthood. Krista Trabowski immigrated from the Ukraine at 12, the age of 12, and what she does is really unique. I love how she integrates her cultural influences and memories into colorful gems that are parts of her designs, as lively as the colorful Ukrainian cross-stitch embroidery from her homeland. The geometric designs and bright gemstones are set into innovative stacking designs that reflect creativity and versatility. I loved watching her demonstrate how the rings stack together seamlessly, and she makes stackable bands that look like single or double-sided crowns, so when they're stacked together, they look like a solid band with the gems alternating from either side. I know it's hard to picture right now, but like I said, I'll be picturing a lot of these pictures. I'll be featuring a lot of these pictures on my Instagram feed, and I'll also do um, a blog post with pictures on this, so you can find those at jewelrynavigator.com. And you can find her jewelry at imperfectgrace.co. There were 10 designers altogether in the new designer gallery, but I'm saving a few of the others to introduce during another podcast because I want to tell you about who else I met and saw at the show. I've been following and have been huge fans of two other designers, one of whom was exhibiting at the show this past week, the other one who actually won an award from last year. Gigi Ferranti and Lori Ann Friedman of Lori Ann Jewelry. I've admired both Gigi's and Lori Ann's jewelry because of their designs and how they stand out as being really unique and innovative. And I love how their combinations of colored stones and shapes come together to make jewelry that's like no other designers and you won't find in any kind of commercial store setting. Many of Gigi's jewelry designs have what's become her signature pattern from her Lucia collection. Lucia, meaning graceful light, reflects the elegance of her jewelry. Because most of her designs are based on geometric patterns, the rings and bracelets are stackable and can be worn together or separately. Besides meeting Gigi in person, and she's so lovely, warm, and welcoming, I had the most exciting honor of getting to visit and wear her mermaid ring. If you don't know what that is, you've got to check it out. 
I got a picture of it at the show. I was wearing it. But her feed will show the color so much better. It's an 18-karat rose gold ring set with a rectangular Brazilian indicolite tourmaline. Indicolite is a perfect combination, leaning more towards a blue, but it's a blue-green tourmaline, and it's over seven carats. It's also set with pink sapphires, diamonds, and green garnet, savorite garnet. It's just stunning, and I was so excited to get to visit it. Her jewelry is a showstopper, and every time we passed her booth, she and shoppers and visitors captivated were captivated by her and her jewelry. And many of the jewelers and designers I feature came from former careers, which, like I said, I think really makes their jewelry that much more interesting, and it brings so much more background experience to their design aspects. And ultimately, like I said, their skills and past experience contribute to their jewelry in one way or another. If you've ever played with watercolor painting, you know the color is added in layers. And building on the concept and design of layers, Lorianne Friedman of Lorianne Jewelry does just that. So how does she do that? It's really interesting and it's a technique that I would never have expected. But it's something that an intuitive artist like Lori Ann would come up with. For her Mediterranean collection, she uses high-polished gem slices as a sort of transparent canvas. And then she adds layers on top of those gem slices. The stones are added are mostly bezel set and often with a primary center focus stone surrounded by accent diamonds or other gemstones. She selects the gemstones while subtly capturing and pairing them with complementary metals and accent gemstones. Unique combinations like labradorite, opal, and green sapphire create ethereal wearable art, like a ring from her Galaxy collection. Lorianne was actually awarded the Mort Abelson New Designer of the Year from last year's New Designer Gallery from the JA Show. Her first career as a graphic designer and art director for an engineering company serves her well as an innovative jewelry designer. I met up with Lorianne on one of the semicircular couch alcoves set up throughout the showroom and was able to visit with her before heading to the airport for my return home. Lorianne's jewelry can be found on her website, lorianjewelry.com, as well as in Mitchell's Stores, a luxury brand retail store with locations in New York, Connecticut, California, and Oregon. I had been trying to connect with a very busy gemologist while at the show as well. The two days that I was there, we weren't able to catch up, but finally, that last day that I was there... I happened to see her striding down the aisle of the new designer gallery when we found each other. Smart, beautiful, and a wealth of knowledge from all sides of the jewelry industry, Erica Silverglide is the graduate gemologist behind the interesting and wonderful Instagram feed, Gemology Geek. She's worked in almost every arena of the jewelry trade, so she's familiar with the inside, the outside, the sideways details of what designers and jewelers go through to produce, show, and sell their lines. The timing was perfect because when I met up with her, I was still visiting with Lorianne on the same little couch. We enjoyed getting to visit and having a really wonderful, enlightening powwow. 
I really look forward to the next show and catching up with more new friends and meeting new designers and other people. I really enjoyed the show, and I think J.A. and the people who set that all up do a great job of organizing it, and they allow for plenty of open space for an overview, being able to see the exhibitors, and visiting with new vendors and attendees. I'll definitely go again, and next time, for sure, schedule in more time to visit with designers and friends. So, wow, that was a lot. And I have been busy this summer because it's the quiet before the holiday shopping storm for jewelers and manufacturers, and it's the perfect time to catch up with them for features and visits. But speaking of the storm of holiday shopping, like I mentioned at the very beginning, I have some shopping news to share with you. I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I'm not very good at shopping early, but this is a perfect opportunity to take advantage of that and get a jump start on holiday shopping in July and seriously knock off that gift list early so you can enjoy making cookies, drinking cocktails, eggnog, or whatever while everyone else frantically shops when the days are getting darker and it's yucky cold in December. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to paint that terrible picture in your heads when it's in the middle of summer. I don't like winter. But anyway, um, check out these two designers' offers to take advantage of the deals that will make holiday shopping so much easier. The first one is a designer that I interviewed at one of my very beginning podcasts, Christy Shimke of Crass Jewelry. She makes jewelry for men and women from minor damaged parts of luxury and high performance sports cars like Maseratis, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Ferraris, and so many more. Right now, she's running a 30% off sale on everything. So seriously, you should take advantage of that. Her prices are so reasonable to begin with that it's... um. It's, it would be really easy to, to knock off a lot of your shopping list with her jewelry. The cufflinks are amazing. And honestly, I think us girls could start wearing some of these cufflinks because, you know, they're jewelry too. She makes beautiful cuff bracelets, bangle bracelets, necklaces, and earrings all made from the painted doors, hoods, and side panels of the luxury cars that she uses. What's really cool about this jewelry, besides being made from all these cars, is that it's super lightweight, so the earrings don't weigh down on your ears. Go to CrashJewelry.com and her special, I don't know, I'll post it in my Instagram feed. I can't remember off the top of my head how long that will be for, but um, 30% off everything in the store. The next jeweler that I want to mention that she's having a really super deal is Kate Claus of Thesis Gems. I've been following her for some time and I really love her concepts and her beliefs and how she makes her jewelry. She creates jewelry with an organic and sometimes almost tribal but feminine feel. A lot of her metal accents are hammered, which allows for the complementary texture that makes the stones she uses stand out even more. She only uses stones that have been ethically sourced and verified to the ethical treatment of those who source and mine the stones as well as for the land that it's sourced from. Um, it's really more easily summed up in her own words from her website, and her mission statement goes, 
We believe that people and the environment are more valuable than any gem. That's why Thesis seeks sources that are committed to ethical treatment of workers and the land. We are not afraid to ask important questions about labor practices and environmental impact and seek hard evidence. And we donate 1% of our profits to organizations fighting to conserve and defend our planet. Our partnerships work to ensure that your jewelry is made with integrity from the time your gem is liberated from the earth in Africa, Australia, Sri Lanka, or Canada to the time it is crafted into finished heirloom by master goldsmiths in San Francisco Bay Area or London. And those are the words of Kate Claus of Thesis Gems. She has a super interesting story that I'm going to share in a future podcast sometime. And oh, by the way, I'm sorry, my octopus brain just goes in all kinds of directions, but I can see her logo, which is so intriguing and so clever. It's a lion and a kangaroo in sort of a coat of arms insignia, but it's very friendly. You really need to go check out her website. It's thesisgems.com and a lot of the gemstones she uses are Savorite, Mozambique Ruby, and Lightning Ridge Opals are just a few of the gemstones that are beautifully showcased and set in within her 18 karat yellow gold settings. And right now, through August 31st, 2018, she's offering $500 off any of her pieces. See her Instagram feed story highlights for complete details in the coupon code at thesisgems, and that's on Instagram. There's so many wonderful, talented jewelers and designers, and I love sharing their stories and their jewelry with you. If you like learning about new jewelry you can feel good about wearing and sharing, please leave me a review in iTunes or through the platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'd really appreciate it. Love to hear from you too. Email me at brenna at jewelrynavigator.com. And wrapping things up, this wraps up the tail end of our American designers and jewelers. I'm so excited though, because we're almost to episode number 20. Next week, I'll be sharing the story of a jeweler who not only creates jewelry, but paints it. And together, we'll be doing a giveaway of a bag of gems together. So you'll really want to listen in and stay tuned. Until next time, cross-check your asterism. That's for gems that exhibit a star, like a star sapphire. And your sparkle. Talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.